episode three. Yeah. We didn't quit yet, which I'm very impressed with all of us. I thought of a title for this episode. Oh, really? Yeah. Can Evil you- Time. <laughs> wow, that's that's better than Ye Old Podcast, which is what I was leaning oh, towards. Well, you know what? I can change it. That's pretty. Eh. No, it's well, okay. Whatever you guys like. Let's see how we feel after we're all done. But that is indeed the theme for, Welcome. This, for this week. Welcome to Welcome. the Middle Ages. Yeah. Did anyone bring their loot? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, you're the one with all the weird instruments, actually. Yeah, I know. I didn't bring my loot. Uh, we should also point out that Jen is dressed in medieval garb. I did. Right I came prepared. Is that um? Is is that all like period accurate? Oh yes. Fabric and oh, it's definitely <laughs> not polyester at all. Period. <laughs> no elastic. No polyester. I did not get this at Joanne Fabrics. None of that. Okay. Period accurate lycra. <laughs> That's what all the gymnasts were wore exactly. back then. The tumblers. That's how they, what was, uh, the catapult, I guess. Yeah, they had to wear lycra to go through a catapult. Sure. Duh. So I have, I thought we could talk before we get into the stories, which we have three really sick, amazing things to talk about with you guys um, today. But before we get into that, uh, I thought we'd talk about current times and the sickest thing that you heard or saw or experienced this week i apparently heather has a really good one. Oh yeah i do have well it's so my dad is helping me um move a light light fixture in my powder room uh and my dad is on uh i sent the snapchat to you guys earlier so you probably remember you saw it i don't know if you saw you looked at your snapchat i did i saw it yeah, but yeah, my dad, uh, he's like a handyman. He can do everything. He's uh, So he's helping me learn electrical work, which is really cool. Um, but he is also on Coumadin, which is a blood thinner. And so he's like digging around in all these electrical parts and stuff and like using all these tools. And he's always like very careless. He's always been that way. And he's like getting his fingers all banged up and there's blood all over the wall in my powder. <laughs> Sick. Oh my god. Uh, and he's just like, and there's there's like all there's blood all over the tools that he was using. It's just like a biohazardous nightmare. And look, the man, you know, he's my dad, he's doing good. And I cleaned it up afterwards. I mean, you shouldn't have to clean your father's blood off of your walls. <laughs> he's, you know, that's, he's just, he's, you know, he's very old school. He's very like, you know, he, he's just, he's like, yeah, it doesn't hurt. It's fine. Whatever. He just keeps working through it, you know. I'm guessing he's never had to clean his blood off of anything uh, before. Well, that's he why does all of your parents. He needs to use it again. Oh my goodness. But yeah, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say that's why all of your parents' walls are red. They are not. <laughs> They are not, but but I will tell you, um, it's a little secret that I don't know, uh, listeners, if you want to clean up blood, the thing to use is hydrogen peroxide. Oh, yes, I know this. You I did? did? Good. I use this for certain kind of stains that a young woman of her uh, fertile age might right. acquire. Right, it's good for the menstruation stains, yeah, uh, because it's, uh, so what, what the hydrogen peroxide does is it, it completely lyses the blood cells, it destroys them so it just basically obliterates them so don't use bleach use hydrogen peroxide amazing yeah. i love that tip and that was my that was my grossest story my dad's like blood all over the wall 
So you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a mirror up, uh, you know, over that area where his blood was. <laughs> and I was like thinking, I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't just, I should just shouldn't clean it. I should just leave it there and then write like, you know, you know, hail Satan, our dark Lord. And then like put like a, obviously not a pentagram and shit. And, you know, if for so, you know, if somebody ever buys this house again and they tear that down, they'll be like, oh, fuck, you know. <laughs> Evil things happen here. So yeah. I like that. Why didn't you do that? Oh, I, I will. Okay. okay. I mean, I still can. But you already cleaned up the blood. Yeah, he, he'll bleed again. <laughs> we're, we're not done. We're not done with the project. He'll be he's back still next on week. blood thinners. Good dad. But yeah, he's doing, uh, he's, it's, it's, it's hard work, but it's not like, it's not impossible. But I was like, I definitely don't want to pay anybody to do this. Like, I could do it myself. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, okay, so the sickest thing that I saw this week, not that personally gross. Um, so I saw a coworker of mine shared this story on Facebook. And I'm just going to summarize it really quickly. Um, but apparently this woman, and I forget where she lived, sorry, maybe Thailand. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But this woman was um, in a graveyard. And I forget why. I'm very good at telling stories, guys. Um, she was in a graveyard and um, some sweat bees flew into her eye. And what? What? What the hell is a sweat bee? Sweat bees? You've never seen a sweat bee? No, dude. I don't think so. I don't know you, what that is. Have. I you, just didn't you know. You just ignored them. Sweat bees are tiny. They're like tiny, tiny little bees. You definitely see them. They're just like whizzing around in the summer everywhere and they don't bother you. I mean, they just want to drink your sweat, literally. They don't really want to sting you. Oh, I don't know why I've never heard of these insects. Well, and apparently when I was reading the article, there's like thousands and thousands of species of these sweat bees. So anyway, cool. And, yeah. <laughs> and apparently they like to like they like to hang out in graveyards for some reason. Mm. I don't know why. Anyway, so these sweat bees flew into this woman's woman's eye like by accident. I don't think they were looking for a place to live, but they decided it seemed like a nice place to live. And so they like were under her eyelid drinking her tears Ugh. so um, god and all t- and so i guess after this happened like like she knew a bug because like a bug flies into your eye like we've all had that happen to us like jen's making a face at me like a bug has never flown into her eye no no that is not true many okay. bugs have flown into my eye okay okay i think i was trying to like relive the experience of having a bug in my eye yeah, it's horrible yeah it's horrible it's a nightmare yeah so, so she just assumed okay this like shitty thing happened to me but it's fine whatever like and but then her eye felt irritated and then over the course of the day it like felt more and more painful and she went to the doctor and they discovered four sweat bees under her eyelid drinking her tears mm. so you know just living there there's, like there's just another thing to think about as you're enjoying the outdoors this summer they're just chilling there like little bros, oh, yeah. like little little family of yeah. bees. So, um, you know, thank you to my coworker who shared that story on Facebook. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Yeah. Um, it's good to know. Were they sad? The sweat bees? Yeah. Do they do they feel sadness? Of course they don't. They're insects. They don't have feelings. <laughs> Why what would they be sad about? They were drinking tears. Oh. oh. Wow. I do mean, they, I they, think well, they were just drinking tears because they were salty. I was about to say these That makes bees... more sense must like salt yeah yeah they are salty and salty bees that's why they be stinging they don't sting though well not those but bees in general sure yes because they're salty (laughs) okay (laughs) whatever (laughs) fuck you guys anyway all right so uh jb so you don't have anything i don't have anything that's sick this week no worries you're off the hook no 
We don't always have to have one. It's fine because I think we can jump right into this because I'm pretty sure all three of us have a lot to talk about. Yes, indeed. Okay. So we all researched um, stories from the medieval era um, because there's no shortage of gross, crazy shit to talk about. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to kick things off with, I think this is going to be a a really, a really great one, um, with medieval torture. Ooh. I'm excited for this because like, there's so many different there's so many different things we should do. Go on. Okay. Heather's <laughs> excited. Yes. Excited. Okay. So first of all, and I think this is actually, you know, a good thing to talk about because we're all gonna be talking about medieval stuff today. So when was medieval times? Uh, according to medievalchronicles.com, which I'm sure is a great source. Um, medieval period in Europe was a time between the fall of ancient Rome towards the end of the fourth and beginning of the fifth century and the European Renaissance from around the end of the 14th century. During this period, a number of major upheavals reshaped Europe permanently. So there you go. Back in those days. Can I say briefly, have any of you, I forgot to mention, we should have probably... Have any of you guys been to medieval times like the actual? Yes. yes. Okay, I love it so much. <laughs> yes. I've been to it. It's so good. Okay, cool. Um, I I I went to medieval times when I was in high school. Which one? Um, so we were actually on a band trip to Disney World. Nerd. So you went to the one in Orlando? Yep. That's one Nerd. I went to as well. And one of the nights that was jousting gave a rose to my friend that was sitting with me, and <gasps> it was just. Fantastic. Do you remember what like color of I section don't. you were in? No. I was oh in God, that red is... section. I was 17. I am now 37. Ah! Literally 20 years ago. So no. I do not recall. Are you telling me what, how... I remember which one I went to. We went to the one in Myrtle Beach, mm-hmm. the cultural capital of America. Of course. Um, I do not recall what section though, but I do, I did love it. Yeah. So yeah. much. Oh, so great. I really I thoroughly enjoyed myself. It's, oh, that that Cornish hen. Oh, very, delicious. very period accurate, fair. And entertainment, no I'm sure. No utensils. You've got two utensils right here. It's my god hands. <laughs> All right. So, medieval torture and execution, because spoiler alert, a lot of this torture shit makes you die. <laughs> so, um, in the Middle Ages, torture was used to extract information, force confessions, punish suspects, frighten opponents, and satisfy personal hatred. And medieval and early modern European courts use torture depending on the accused, accused's alleged crime and social status. Um, torture is deemed a legitimate means to extract confessions. And in theory, it was permitted only if there was already half proof against the accused. But we all know how that goes. Yeah. Defendants already sentenced to death would be tortured to force them to disclose the names of accomplices before they were executed. Um, torture is also like a very big part of like the Spanish Inquisition and there's like a whole, you know, piece of it that has to do with like church's involvement. I did some research on that, but I'm not going to go into it because it, it just gets really complicated. And let's be honest, we're here to talk about the sick, sick, sick torture yeah. and not the socio-political right. ramifications of that. So I found that like when I'm doing my research, I'm like, wait, I need to focus more on the gross shit. Yep. Like... I do care about the history because I'm such an effing nerd, but wait, 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 wait. The podcast is about nasty stuff, so let me (laughs) refocus. But trying to find that balance of giving just enough context before we get boring. Exactly. We try not to bore you guys. So torture 
in the sense of like extracting confessions, et cetera, was usually conducted in secret, often in secure underground dungeons, which just. Wow. Like you do. Like you do. But torturous executions were usually public and drew large crowds of spectators. Um, Public holidays were usually declared. Mm. And free penances given to spectators to ensure large attendances. It's not fucked up or anything. Nope. Not at all. That's the thing that I I mean, I guess. And deliberately painful methods of execution for severe crimes were taken for granted as part of justice until the development of humanism in the 17th century. Yeah, I was just supposed to say, like, we don't really have, like, the bloodlust that uh, people did back then. What changed? Like, the humanism movement. I mean, I suppose, like, human, like the Renaissance and humanism. Yeah. And now we satisfy our bloodlust with sports. You know what, dude? My, if I can remember, by the time I get to my topic, my topic can kind of, is, because it's all middle evil times, but mm-hmm. I, I have a part that, read, like, kind of resonates with yours and mine. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So, yeah. So excited. Can't wait. Okay. So. Enough of that. Here's where it gets gross. Yeah. Thank you. you. Finally. Nasty shit. Okay. So, um, so I got. I'm just. I'm. I'm just gonna go through a list now, and this is not even close to all of the different torture methods that I found. I could literally talk about them for hours. I mean, I couldn't. I'd probably get sick. But just that's how much content there is. So, um, if I don't talk about your most favorite method of medieval torture. I'm sorry. Don't at me, bro. Or you know what? At me, because maybe I'd like to hear about it. Yeah, or we can include it in a uh, later episode. Sure. So um, I got a, I got some of these from um, allthat'sinteresting.com and the rest I got from medievalwarfare.info. <laughs> it's just medievalwarfare.info. Oh, it's .info. That's .info. legit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't see any reason why it would be false. It seems like the sort of website that an extremely, extremely um, interested layperson would have created. So I I, I, I respect that. I, I think it's probably accurate. And you know what? Who cares? Mm-hmm. We're talking about gross stuff. Okay, not- it might be wrong. It's fine. Don't be studying for your tests with our podcast. Yeah, this is not an educational tool. No. Okay. Gross. The saw. Classic. The victim is held upside down. The blood rushes to the head. And the torturer starts sawing them between the legs. Oh. Like. Not what I was expecting. Genitals first. Yeah. So it's like like James Bond with like the the laser. It's like, you know. Yep. But it's a saw. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excuse me. Don't like that. Midnight at the meat factory, baby. The victim stays conscious through much of the song since the blood is rushed to their head. And they usually pass <gasps> and they usually pass out or die when the saw gets to the middle of the torso. Oh. Oh. That's sick. Okay. Next one is the breast ripper, sometimes also called the spider. So this is a mutilation device. Mm. It was used on women accused of adultery, abortion, or other crimes. It's a claw-like device. Ended in spikes and used to rip off or shred breasts. Um, just for women? Yep. Just for, yep. The spider was similar, but it was attached to the wall rather than wielded by a torturer. So, that's cool. Yeah, I don't like that. Nope. No. I don't like that at all. Was nope. that, um, uh, do you know, happen to know if that particular type of torture was given to uh, women because of their witchery? Um, so what the, what I saw, what I read, it said accused of adultery, abortion, or other crimes. So, but I like witchcraft 
was often, I think, back then very, like, enmeshed with, like, abortion anyway. I could do a whole episode on, like, how, like, the... Oh, there's the pizza. Pause. Our pizza's here. All right. Next up. The Rack. So I think we've all heard of The Rack. Oh, yes. Famous one. Yeah. So the rack is a wooden platform with rollers, or at, with rollers at either end. The victim is tied to the rollers by their hands and feet. And then the rollers are turned and the victim's body is stretched in both directions. If you stretch long enough, the bones will dislocate and the ligaments <sighs> will tear with audible cracks and pops. Uh, so that's it like, kind of sounds good. Like, uh, uh-huh. I mean, I like you ever get real bunched up and you're like, oh, I'd love to be stretched so, apart. It'd be good I'm, at first. I'm not going to lie. I thought the same thing when I was researching <laughs> this. Too much, too much. Well, no, like I like getting a massage or going to the chiropractor. That's just what you're like, talking about. Yeah, yeah like oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But pull my bones apart, baby. They're yeah. always trying to talk me out of. They're like, they're like, what kind of uh, pressure do you want? I'm like the hardest you have. Like I, you is know, this too I'm hard? A, yeah, I'm a physical labor type job. Like I need to, I need to be like, I need my 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 knobbiness, you know, my neck to be worked. Yeah, I have a. I, I do not need a sensual massage. Just yeah. get in there. I was like, oh no no no, that's you know. I think we're just gonna go with medium. I'm like, come on, dude. Well, I can take. So I yeah, I always ask for extra hard pressure on my yeah. like neck and shoulder blade area. Um, and the the knots that they work out is are like they you they do audibly pop. It's amazing. I can feel them like. I can feel them like move and pop. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of pressure. I have best. like a lot of pressure points, but I can't take I can't take hard pressure anywhere else. Can I tell you about an amazing product that's yes. not sparring con? Yes. I think it's I don't know if you've seen it at my house, but there's this uh this metal cane hanging out at my house. It's not it's not a for uh for helping walk. It's called a theracane. It's got like these like balls on the end of it. It's like this big metal hook. That. Oh, that's not what I thought you used that for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's what, got what a big it metal hook, and you use it to like dig out your like. It's right over there, actually. Well, let's let's look at it later. Yeah, not right yeah. now. It's like a big metal hook, and you use it to like dig into like your pressure points, and it works really well. I think I might need one, so we're gonna inspect that later. Thirty dollars on Amazon. Okay. Yeah, highly recommend. But yeah. So, okay. So anyway, anyway, the rack. I think we're maybe not. You know, I, I think probably we don't actually want to be stretched on the rack. I think all of us maybe just need, need massages. Yeah. Pretty bad. Um. So eventually, the limbs can be torn off. Yeah. yeah. I don't want if, my, if I don't the, want my arms the torture. To I'm rather attached to them. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> The idea of like 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 the ligaments and stuff and like the bones like yeah. popping and tearing is just like like that is yeah. nast. The nast. Well, this next one is also pretty nast. Yay. Okay, so the next one is the head crusher. Oh no. I wonder not, what that does. Well, not to be confused with the delightful kids in the hall character. <laughs> I crush your head. Your head. Yeah. Oh. Not that. This is worse. So the head crusher is a metal device with a cap that's attached to like a sort of rung. Um and so you put the head in the cap, you put the cap on the head, and then the chin of the victim rests on the rung. And there's a t- turning screw involved. And so by turning the screw, it cr- it like pushes the cap down towards the rung. Ugh. So the head gets crushed. And ex- uh, apparently uh, it results in brains seeping out of the pot, oh! eye sockets, crushed teeth and bones, and mutilated remains. Mm. How long until, like, when you're getting crushed by this thing, like, how long until you die? I don't. Like, how long I, are you I, conscious I, I, for this? I don't know. Oh. I mean, I guess, 
I don't know. That's so nasty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I told you guys this was gross. I'm glad we ate before this. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> okay. Pizza and wings. The wooden horse. So oh, this is nice. This is apparently used in American colonial times as well as medieval times, which is like, you know, colonial times is at the tail end of medieval times. So um, it was a triangular angled structure that was sharpened at the top. And the victim, who is often a woman, but not always, was forced mm. to sit on top of it, putting all of their weight onto the their crotch area. Oh, yeah, I've seen this. And weights were often attached to the ankles to prevent them from falling off, but also to pull the body down, which would severely injure them or even slice through the crotch. Oh, yep. I was going to say, how far does it go? Well, you know, as far as it needs to. Oh, my God. Yeah. Torture. It's not cool. It's render your, uh... this is terrible. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Ren- render your, uh, your genitals in twain. Yeah. He okay. split Robin's arrow in twain. It's a good, uh, that's, that's a cool Robin Hood men in tights reference. <laughs> Thanks, Jamie. Okay. It's one of my favorite movies. Oh my God. It's so good. Moving on. The Judas cradle is similar to the wooden horse. Um, it's a pyramid shaped structure that's sharpened at the apex and the victim is lowered onto it by ropes where the tip of the pyramid would slowly tear open their genitals. Uh, why Ugh. is there so much genital torture? Because they were repressed, dog. Yeah, is this like a Christian thing? Is like, uh... It was all a Christian thing back then. So it is often attributed to the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, there you go. But, but there is some evidence it was used prior to that time as part of carnival sideshows, which... The fuck? Like, like let that's... me watch you tear your pussy open. Yeah. yeah. Right next to the bearded man. Yeah, that's oh, her that's... lady. I guess bearded oh, man is not interesting. Sick. That's prime entertainment. And you said this was still before the um the human humanitarian. Yeah, movement. So this is this is this is medieval. Yeah. People yeah. are spending your time painting sexy Jesus after the enlightenment instead of putting pyramids up your pussy. Rock me, rock me, rock me, sexy Jesus. <laughs> Did you ever see that movie? Hamlet 2. It's a great movie. No. All right. <laughs> we'll talk later. Next one. The pair of anguish is commonly used to punish women accused of facilitating miscarriage, as well as liars, blasphemers, blasphemers, how do you pronounce blasphemers, 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 and gay people. Hmm. So it was a pear-shaped device made of metal leaves. Hi, Josie cat. That's my baby. Our baby Josie is here. She looks. She doesn't like intrigued. No, she doesn't like this at all. She wants her dinner. Either that or she has to go take a poop. See if she goes down the hall. Let's see. Yep. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's going to poop. She's going to poop. There she goes. Okay. Bye. Um, okay, so the pair, pair of anguish is a pear-shaped device made of metal leaves. It was inserted into the orifice of choice. Ugh. So depending on what you had done wrong, blasphemers like, in the bubble, mouth. Bubble, vagina. Yep. You were gay. It was up the bum. Yep. You got it. Mm. Um, And then turning the screw separates the leaves. Ugh. Tearing into the victim's insides. Oh, God. Um, which you didn't necessarily die from that. Definitely not. Oh, good. Um, but it was usually followed up with other forms of torture. So you yeah. eventually did die. Probably. Most likely. Okay. Next one. Rats. This is a cheap and effective method. So there were a lot of different ways that people would do this, but the most common one, um, <laughs> this is terrible, oh, my God, was to force a rat through the victim's body Usually the intestines as a way to escape. How so? How so? Okay. I'm like, what your gear did. Yeah, 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 I know. Like, this is some Game of Thrones shit. 
also the victim was Grunzi all. The victim was completely restrained, usually being tied to the ground. And he would then have slits cut in his belly. Oh. Hungry rats would be placed in these slits oh. to eat the victim from the inside. Oh my god. Gnawing in the intestines usually took hours or days. Um, and unless stopped almost immediately, this torture always resulted in eventual death. Oh my god. Like, yeah, you could probably live for, for days like that with like rats gnawing at your intestines. Yeah. You was, could. Yeah. I know. I'm just processing this. Oh. That's, that's yeah. fucking sick. So, you know, I think <laughs> there's like certain methods of medieval torture that we've heard about previously, like the rack. And then there's things like this that I'm like, how? Why? Oh my God. I've never heard of this. That's like, who comes up with that? Yeah. Like, I'm glad we eventually got a little bit better uses of our brain energy. Fucked up people. I don't know. People still do barbaric I think we're shit still, like that. I think all the we're time. still equally fucked up and it just manifests in different ways. Yeah. They figure out different ways to be Sadly. barbaric. Technology, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. But I mean, it's I'm like saying... less how are we going to make rats eat your body? Unless like things were going to shove up your butthole to like murder you. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, this next one isn't any more pleasant. Uh, tearing from limb to limb. Um, so in this one, all, yeah. all four of the victim's limbs were tied to horses who were made to gallop in different directions. Oh. And the limbs would be torn off. Like so, you do. As you do. So I actually, I found, I found a little, a, a short little tale, not t- like an uh, example, anecdote of, of this happening. This actually isn't from medieval times. It actually happened in the early 1700s. So this was like right, like, this is like right before the humanism stuff. Yeah. Um, so a man named Robert Francois Damien's, which I'm probably just butchering that pronunciation. Francois Damien. There we go. I don't speak French. Je ne parle pas français. So <laughs> this dude, he attempted to murder King Louis the Fifteenth. I think it was the Fifteenth. My knowledge of Roman numerals is was X. Can I see it? I actually wrote out the Fifteenth because I was going to fuck it up. <laughs> it was XB. Oh, that's Fifteenth. Okay. Yeah. Good yeah. Job. Good, good job. Okay, thanks. Um, So he was sentenced to death by this method, but apparently his limbs were very sturdy and the horses were unable to pull him apart. Weak ass shits. And after several hours, what? The executioner split his limbs apart with an axe and the crowd that was watching applauded. Ew. Okay, like, first of all, was it, like, four little little Sebastians? That's I, what I want to know. Yeah, don't, they, maybe. Had, they had no horsepower. <laughs> you stupid ass. That's the dumbest joke ever. I hate you. See, so, that's why your puns are. That's why your puns are. So, so um, after, they, after they successfully um, dismembered him, his torso was allegedly still alive, and they yeah. burned it at the stake. No way. Ew, nasty. Oh, my God. That's so sick. That's so sick, nasty. Well, that's why I was alive. Because, like, your because spinal cord so. is still intact. I mean, so, like, your, all your core organs are still there. Just, yeah, your just limbs you don't are have gone. your limbs. So, oh, yeah, I guess his head was still there, huh? Yeah. I you guess would I imagine there was no head. You mm. would be dead pretty fast. Like, you would bleed out yeah. fast enough. But, yeah, you would. You could definitely still, your torso could stay alive for a little bit. Like, because all your core stuff yeah. is there. So, Oh, my God, that's so sick nasty. Okay, I'm, so I only have, I have two more to do. Okay, go on, baby. They're really fucking terrible. Yay! So. This is so good. I love these. Hang on. Give me another one. Okay, here we go. Suck it, Steven. Please, sir, can I have another? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Denailing. Oh, Denailing. Denailing. Oh! Ah! 
No, stop. I hate Friends, it. She lifted up her fingers and she she did jazz hands at me, meaning <laughs> reverse jazz hands though. Reverse, yeah, this is what I think it is. Okay. And it's just like pulling nails out. It's the forcible extraction of fingernails and toenails. This no. is my least favorite thing of all time. That's why you're gonna hear about it. I hate you. Okay. Go on. So <laughs> the, basic, the basic version. <laughs> That they would restrain the victim and use metal forceps or pliers, often heated red hot, mm. to tear off the nails. Just for funsies. Yep. Ah! Well, in medieval Spain, just for funsies, they would slowly hammer a wedge under the nail until it was torn free. <sighs> nope. Nope. Don't like that. Nope. Nope. No, nope, sir. Nope. I don't like it. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, yeah. Good. Very good, uh, Mr. Horse reference. Thank you. Um, and then medieval German witch hunters used rough wooden skewers that were dipped in boiling sulfur or boiling oil. Fuck those witch hunters forever. And, and slowly, would slowly drive them under the toenails. Oh. And after the nails were pried loose, they'd be torn out with pliers. Oh my God, that's so sad. <sighs> okay, okay. So this All right, one more, one last more, one more. Okay, on. okay, I can make it, I can I make it. This I is like hot ones. I saved the best one for last. <laughs> so this is another one that I had not heard of previously. It is terrible. Okay. Um, and this is also, this is, this is falls under the category of torturous execution. So uh -huh. like, while you could and would die from a lot of these, a lot of them also, you didn't necessarily, like it could be stopped before you died. Um, this one was just straight up, we're fucking killing you in a disgusting, horrible way. So. The intestinal crank. This method of torture involved making an incision in the abdominal area, separating the duodenum from the pylorus. Duodenum and pylorus. Thank you. Sorry. Duodenum. <laughs> what Heather said. <laughs> uh, and attaching the upper part of the intestine to a crank. Ew. The crank would then be rotated to extract the intestines from the gastrointestinal cavity of the still conscious person. No, I've never heard of this ever either. Okay. Ugh. How many feet of your intestines are there? What, like six feet or some shit? Of your large, yeah, I think. Don't you there's, like there's three feet of your large, and I think of your small, there's like six. I thought it was more. Well, you would know better than me. I, I know, don't know I would, but I'm 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 dumb. But I know there's a, there's three feet of your bigums. But that's a lot of crankins, and mm -hmm. like you would be alive for mm -hmm. so much of that. Mm -hmm. oh, Did they make sausage God. out of it? Uh, they could technically. You gotta you, but you gotta you gotta put them in like the little the big vat of like the ten percent like five percent bleach solution with water with like the chitlins. Yeah, is that you how you make human chitlins? Yeah, yeah, Ew. human chitlins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll stick to you. You gotta clean them real good before you fry them. Have either of you ever read like Brett Easton Ellis books? Yeah, fuck okay. that guy though. Right, but doesn't some of this like you know how he describes like some of like the gross shit and like yeah. doesn't some of this? It's almost like this is kind of where he got some of his he's like. A sick fuck. He's probably into this shit or he's is. I don't know. Is he alive? Sick. I just will like maybe this is like another episode. Like one of the, I forget which book it was of his that I read. Um, but his like description of um an airplane crash and how. The passengers in the plane were like killed during the crash. It, I just it was like, yeah, yeah, that's a hard pass for me. Yeah, hard pass. Okay, so that's it, and I'm done. Um, so yeah, good job, Justine. Thanks. Uh, so yeah, it's my turn. I'm so excited. I'm uh, excited too. My medieval times. Uh, I can't stop saying like that. My topic is the bubonic plague. Oh, yeah. very sick. Very famous. Very sick. So uh, a lot of good information that I found out while doing research. 
Um, okay, so the bubonic plague is plague. It's named that way be- via the route that it is spread um, via uh, fleas on rats. So there's two other types of plague. There's the septicemic plague and there's the pneumonic plague, which is like pneumonia. So, mm-hmm. But we're talking about the bubonic. So this is specifically the one that was caused by like rats, fleas on rats. Fleas on rats. Fleas okay. on rats on rats. Which are just like pretty gross in and of themselves. Yeah, real nasty. Yeah, medium gross. Real nasty. I mean, yeah, they're like everyday gross. Yeah. Yeah. You guys don't like rats at all. You wouldn't want a rat for a pet. Oh, I oh, think rats are kind of cute. A pet rat would be fine. Yeah. But, but like, the fleas. It's the fleas I got the issue. Right. A disease-carrying feral yeah. rat, no. Yeah. Yeah, Plus pet they whiz, like, all the time. An infected yeah. host. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Ugh, parasites. I, I want to do so much later on parasites, you know? Like, I could do episodes on parasites. Anyways. Okay. So, uh, bubonic plague, it comes from the Greek word meaning groin. And we'll get to that later, why that means that. Okay, so it's caused by the bacteria. It's called Yersinia pestis. Yeah? Is Josie going to jump up and eat the pizza on the counter? Yes, there's cheese. Yeah. Okay. Okay, sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt, Heather. We were were protecting the pizza from the cat. (sighs) My cat, Babis. Josie Cat, she can't resist anything that's like cheese or dairy related. Oh my God. Like you can't, she can't be trusted. So it's fine. She can't help herself. Okay. Yeah, she can't. I love her so much. She's my baby. Okay. So, um, the, so this is like, I highlighted in my little like, um, outline here, the red, what my, like the sickest parts of my store are. So here's one of the sicker things that I uh, figured out. So the mechanism by which the bubonic plague is transferred is, this was only figured out in 1898, by the way, uh, bites of the fleas whose mid guts mm-hmm. had become obstructed by the bacteria is replicating in the, the guts of these fleas. Mm-hmm. Um, a few, so like these fleas are like biting into these hosts and the way that they're trying to clear the blockage is by like puking the plague bacteria back up like into the hose and just being like, you know, like uh, infecting and then like going and like flying onto other hosts, infecting them and just puking that bacteria all up, you know, it's just like, that's how it passed. So it's basically dependent on two populations of host rodents, one resistant to the disease so that they can stay alive long enough to keep the disease spreading and two one uh, that is uh, not resistant, i.e. that dies. So when the second population dies, the fleas move on to other hosts, a.k.a. people. So that's why they like can jump from um, rats to people. Mm. So one to seven days after exposure, flu sh- symptoms develop. So that's like fever, headache, puking, etc. Uh, bacteria enter the skin uh, through that bite and they travel through the lymph to the lymph system which swells that's like the main thing Mm -hmm. uh vaccines are not useful and they don't have a vaccine for this and curing this um but like modern antibiotics i was gonna say at the time in medieval times vaccines weren't even a thing correct 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 so like even now we'd be fucked yeah well nowadays yeah there's modern antibiotics so it's fine but like vaccines are not available but it's a bacterium not a virus so got it yeah okay that's basically like the reason why. Okay, uh, so um, but without treatment, death occurs in roughly uh, in roughly ten days or so uh, for around thirty to ninety percent infected. Um, but with treatment, death occurs in about ten percent inf- infected. So there's like a huge gap there. I know, but yeah, because um, there's a lot of factors. <laughs> yeah. Is the plague still out there? I yeah. feel like the plague still exists. It does still exist these days. I mean, obviously, it's I'm going to get into, like, the history and, like, oh. the Black Death in a little bit. Don't worry. But, yeah, the plague does still exist in certain areas. 
Sorry, I had to burp. Um, and <laughs> burp off mic. And uh, but now we can cure it. Like we have the antibiotics, so it does still sometimes pop up in more rural areas, in like China and things of that nature. But um, Pennsylvania. Yeah, not necessarily. Yeah, <laughs> Pennsylvania. But yeah, yeah, it has. I didn't do too much research into modern like cases of bubonic plague because I wanted to specifically That's talk about focus, like yeah. the medieval times to keep with our That's history. Right. But yeah. Um. So, uh, food for thought. But yeah, it it does still exist in a handful of places, and and it pops up every once in a while. But it gets it gets taken care of most of the time with antibiotics. Okay. So why is bubonic plague so sick? Um, the swollen lymph nodes are called buboes, which I don't know, sounds kind of cute. That sounds, yeah, that sounds cute. That's adorable. Yeah. Buboes, it sounds like a... Got a little buboes. Got a little buboes. buboes. It sounds like an adorable like cartoon character. Yeah. It's a pet like, name. Yeah, or like... I'm sure we could have a whole list of things. Okay. But really, buboes are like um, big, open, infected, like open wounds. Ooh, like that's near, cute. Yeah, the uh, buboes are commonly found in the armpits, the upper uh, femoral area, like that's like the groin area. That's the that's why it's called like you know flashback to what I said in the beginning. Like comes from the Greek word meaning groin. Um, that's where like a lot of the sores show up because a lot of lymph nodes in your groin, lymph nodes in your pits, lymph nodes in your necks. That that's where it all shows up. So um, you can wind up, you start getting gangrene of your fingers, your toes, your your lips as your de- disease progresses. Basically, your body is rotting away as you are alive. And like oh. parts of you can fall off. Ah! You're puking blood. Uh, you're in extreme pain because like this, like your body is rotting. You know, it's like very, very painful. There's a lot of fatigue. You know, that you're like. Because you're tired. Problems. Yeah. <laughs> All the body parts are falling off. It takes yeah, a lot out of you. Yeah, it's just very exhausting. <laughs> My arm fell off. Oh, my God. It took so much out of me. <laughs> uh, it's better than a horse pulling it off. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, is it, which, which, I mean, which is better? A horse pulling your arm off or your arm falling off due to be bombing plays? I think the horse because it's quicker. <clears throat> and a horse also, just because the horse has pulled your arm off does not mean you're about to die. Well, you die pretty fast, though, after that. Whereas well, I feel like plague like, takes a little I don't know, longer. cauterized it or it's probably more applied a tourniquet. A tourniquet? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what you need. Totes. Um, okay, so as the plague progresses, you eventually, you know, your body parts are falling off, you're like, Bleh, you know, you're like puking blood, shitting blood, all this stuff, delirium, you know, comes in, then you fall into a coma, and then you die. You know, like, that all happens, like, pretty much within 10 days. So, yeah, so this is, like, what was the truth for, like, in medieval, medieval times um, for the Black Death, a.k.a. the second pandemic, a.k.a. what I like to call the big end. This the, is the big end. The big end. Yeah. The big uh, plague. So there have been several plagues, but this is um, the one that everybody knows, the famous one. Mm-hmm. Recurrences th- happened throughout the centuries up until the advent of modern antibiotics. Like, they just kept happening after this. Wow. And popping up in various places. But, like, they learned, you know, a little bit about, like, various ways to contain it. So sometimes it didn't get as big as, you know, the one that we know. Um it killed roughly 75 to 200 million people in Europe and Asia. Damn. Wow. Yeah. I, 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 this, I'm not sure this is something you would have like looked up in your research, but how many people lived in the world at the time? Like what oh. percentage of the population oh, was Oh, I it? actually do have a little information about that because it said something like um, at the time there was like, like 400 and like 50, uh, 450 million people in the world. And when the bubonic plague happened, it took the population down 
like two, like 300, like 80 some, like it just like, but boom, went down. And uh, my information, it says it took 200 years to recover its world population to its previous level. Wow. Yeah. So, but I will say that like, there's a wide range of like numbers, like kill 75 to 200 million, you know, mm-hmm. like that's right. such a wide range, but that's because like, there was no census data back then. Sure. Like, who yeah. was keeping it? Yeah. yeah. So, like, there's a lot of articles that I came up when I was doing my research that are like, uh, the bubonic plague didn't really happen the way they all said it is, and blah, 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 blah. And really, it's all meaning. It seems to be a meaning of semantics. You mm-hmm. know, like, again, don't at me, uh, bubonic plague experts. But it seems that, like, you know, it was... Uh, a lot of people died for sure yeah. of this fucking disease. We know that for sure. Um, but whether um, it was you know, so many people died in Scandinavia versus, you know, England versus blah, 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 blah. You know, like these numbers are not the the best kept. It was the clergy, clergy keeping them numbers, if anybody at all, you know, a lot of places didn't have that luxury, yada, yada, yada. Okay. So, um, the fleas on the rats and the marmots were fleeing out the dry grasslands that had formed due to climate change in Asia at the time. Oops, sorry. That was Heather dropping her horse. Sorry, I dropped my... I like to, like, fiddle with stuff in my hands as I, I, I do this. She's grabbing horse. another horse. Yeah. <laughs> I have three of them. It's a backup horse. It's like did, a you, did you name them and write their names on no, them? No, no. I bought them at the yard sale, and that one just says it's an Appaloosa or something. Oh. Andalusia. It's an Andalusian tribe, like the Decemberance song. Oh, I don't know this one. Okay. Is it, anyways. Anyway. Anyway. Come on. Sorry, Plague. sorry, sorry. Plague, Plague. talk. I, it is so interesting. Okay. So but there's climate change happening in Asia. And so all these rats Fake and news. shit. That, shut up. Yeah. Climate change. All these rats in Asia were fly, fleeing climate change in all these like arid dr- grasslands. And so they spread... Uh, the plague, um, they traveled along the Silk Lo- Road, reaching Crimea by 1343. And from there, they were taken on merchant ships spreading throughout the Mediterranean basin and into Europe. So, like, it killed shit ton of Asians. It killed shit ton of Europeans. We mostly only hear about, like, the European people that died. But, like, sure, because we're all about the white yeah, people yeah, at all times. Yeah, people, of course. That's yeah. all they teach you in school. Mm-hmm. But shit tons of Asian people died. Like, tons and tons of Okay, so... um. There is a hypothesis that during the siege of a city called um, of the city of Kaffa in Crimea in 1347, that the Mongol army under um, Janibeg, J-A-N-I-B-E-G, Janibeg, um, catapulted infected corpses over the city walls. What? Yeah. <laughs> the that is biological warfare, am I right? It straight up is. Like, that's the straight up. That definitely. That was, that was the first. Uh, that maybe was. The as first, the children say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so that's how, like, a lot of people say they're like, oh, this is how, like, it, the crossover from, like, the Asians to the Europeans happened because there was, you know, the Mongols were fighting with the... That's pretty fucking sick. The Genovese back then. So it says the, Genoa, the Genoese tracer, traders fled, uh, taking the plague ship back to Sicily where it spread north and into mainland um, Asia. So, uh... Pre- Europe. Europe. Right? Sorry, Europe. Uh, it's okay. I'm on my second beer. Different continent. Uh, Yeah, sorry, friends. Eurasia. It was all throughout Eurasia. Um, So the plague spread easily via war, obviously, doing the moving armies and poor hygiene and um, conditions of food sources and blah, 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 blah. So um, the fear and the backlash to the plague that happened was it, like, there was renewed religious fervor. Because people were like, you know, obviously like, why is God forsaking me? You know, that kind of shit. And uh, a lot of praying. Because who are you going to turn to at the time when like 
everybody around you is dying. What are you going to do? Yeah. Call Ghostbusters. You can't do shit. So you, you just got to pray. So people didn't know what the fuck was happening. And so, of course, with, what are they going to do? Play minorities. That's what they always do. So um, they targeted some groups, um, the Jews, the friars, foreigners, beggars, pilgrims, lepers, Romani, uh, lepers and other people actually, interestingly, with like skin, t- skin conditions like acne, psoriasis, things of that nation, nature. They were singled out because they were like, oh, you look diseased, so... Obviously, you must have the plague. You've got something else. You know, we don't know what the fuck you have, so kill you anyway. Right. You know, exterminate everything because they were so afraid. It's crazy. The the knowledge was just nuts. Like, germ theory didn't even happen. They didn't even know what germs were. Right. Um. So they actually thought it was caused by bad air. Really? Like bad yeah. air? Bad air. What do you mean? I don't know. I, I just, I think the phrase like, is... stank like, air. I, yeah, I just think the phrase is funny, like... This is the good air over here. This yeah. is the bad air. Yeah, they had no idea what the fuck it was being The southern winds, that's some bad air. <laughs> All they know is everybody around there were like shitting and pissing and like falling into mass graves and like uh, rotting away and arms falling off and bring out your dead and all that stuff. Mm. Like horrible. It was yeah. horrible. And so many people died, like whole like little villages. So th- the other thing I found in my, my research was like some, it said that, like some villages like didn't seem to get touched at all. But others really did. So, you know, it kind of, I guess it all depends on, like, uh, where merchants, like, you know, went to and stuff. Again, that's something that's, like, tough to study because it was so long ago and records are shoddy at best. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, the Jewish communities in Cologne and Strasbourg were apparently completely annihilated and many Jews fled to Poland as a result of this. Um, the value of life in general uh, depreciated, so violence decreased, which is something really? that you see socioeconomically like everywhere, you mm-hmm. know, like places where there's a lot of violence. The value of life is, decreases and, and people don't care as much or they don't like realize that like death is forever. It's sort of like the movie Heathers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Almost like yeah. death is like desensitized. People are like, oh, you know. But it's like, yeah, it's very, very, like, fucked up in a way. Because so many people around you are dying. You're just kind of like, well, you know, life is not that fragile. If God's just fucking wiping us all out. Yeah. You know? So what the hell? And until violence, you know, happens, people, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about plague pits. Plague pits are are mass graves. Uh, Cemeteries obviously filled up uh, quickly. So... Um, I found a source. William Maitland uh, in 1756 uh, wrote in the history of London that the Bishop of London bought a property called No Man's Land to bury the plague victims. And when it filled, a local landover owner bought the adjacent uh, 13-acre property. And later when the ex- excavations were done, they found bodies stuck five like people deep, mm-hmm. which is like b- bananas. Like, um, And most recently in t- 2016, a pit was found in Lincolnshire... In it had 48 adults and 27 children in it. But they weren't all just like tossed in like, ugh, like what the fuck? You yeah. know, carefully laid? They were carefully laid and That's they were nice. laid with like amulets and stuff. Like some even had like these little like trinkets that were like meant to ward off the plague. So and... they were buried. They mm-hmm. weren't like dumped. They really tried to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That's good. That, That's... I guess. Well, for the most part, good, I mean, but... again, there's a lot of out there that's probably hasn't even been found. Well, I, I was just gonna say it's very different from the kind of like the stereotypical idea we have, like from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, like who bring out your dead, and it's like 
dumped on a cart and probably dumped in and that they were very like deliberate and like um meaningful yeah about it it's like it's yeah. a different um depiction than i think we're used to mm-hmm. but i'm gonna end on a little bit of a higher note because um to uh bring back to like the humanities um type uh humanism humanism yeah. movement so uh this is like there's a few uplifting like silver lining things you can take from the plague uh some suggest that the plague killed so many people that those that were left uh made up basically the laborers that were left they had more bargaining bargaining leverage sure like we got no competition right uh we're the only skilled people about because everybody else croaked you know um, so serfdom at that point went into decline and peasants, uh, were now these people, they're called yeomen, were able to make more skrilla. Um, I feel like I have to burp again. I'm so sorry. I'm drinking beer. Uh, landlords had to give the, give into their demands, you know? So like, you know, fuck the bourgeoisie, you mm-hmm. know, rise up <laughs> and all that shit. Um, archaeologists surmise that peasants got richer uh, because they found cookware that switched um, from like earthenware to metal pots. So they're like, oh, people like had more money to invest in like good cookware, that kind oh, okay. of shit. So that's how they could tell like people were getting more wealthy and getting more money because um, there was like less of them. Right. Um, so the Black Death was also kind of good for the surviving women because among the gentry, like the dowagers flourished, like the like the rich ass widows. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, in the working class, women in the late 14th and 15th century then took a bigger role in productivity, which kind of gave them an air of independence, which, you know, like eventually, you know, beget, you know, the suffragette movement and blah, 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 blah down the road. So it's like finally women are like, oh, hey, I can like have a job and not just like be in the house, like, you know, having babies, like hmm. I can maybe have a job out in the house. So that happened a little bit. Um, so, Yeah. That was, uh, that's the Black Death for you, and I learned some things that I didn't know, and I learned some really sick stuff, and I thought it was really cool. That was pretty fucking gross. Yeah, thanks. You know my favorite thing about the plague? Huh? The plague masks. Oh, I know. They're so spooky. Those are just badass. Yeah, I actually didn't know those were plague masks until this year at the Ren Fair, and I was like... Who are all these like spooky face guys walking around? Why is this a medieval thing? You're like, uh, those are plague masks, you dumb dumb. And I was oh, like, I love oh, that so much. Who said that to you? Three guesses. Oh, <laughs> that was that was. Rude. I don't think I was called a dumb dumb. I think it it was just like a. But it was still like there may have been a tone. Maybe there wasn't a tone. Maybe I'm putting a tone in it. Do you know, um, anyway, I didn't know that until this year. Do you guys I just know thought they about were the plague masks? Like what they're, what, why they Because well, they had like, like the like sachets of fragrant herbs or whatever Correct. in the nose to like ward off all the, the plague stain right. that was yeah. all over. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I like learned. these are basically the doctors and stuff that people that were like, you know, looking at the plague people, they, you know, it stank so bad. Yeah, they like freak- smell all like the fresh herbs in their little like long nose thing. But yeah, I want to do one of those for Halloween sometime because I think they look too spooky. I like them. Yeah, I love I love plague doctors. They're so creep towns. You I like love, it. You love plague doctors. I love that. Heather loves plague doctors. I do. Why don't you marry them? <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Doctor. Okay. Well. All right. So that's that was that. Yeah. That's that. Well, so. This, this this is a long episode, you guys. Yeah, this but is our last we're, long we're, episode. We're to, this is several hundred years of time, yeah, that's though. That's true, but we're up to, yeah, this is very long, so. 
Without further ado. All right. Jen, what, what are you going to teach us about? Oh, okay. I'm not quite as thick as you guys. I'm going to admit that. Okay. But so it's a little lighter. It's a little lighter. So for a minute, uh, <laughs> can I just tell you how much that I love uh, the convenience of modern indoor plumbing? Yes. I really, really like it. I do too. And I think if I were going to get sucked into a time machine and put back into medieval times, I don't know how into that You'd I'd miss be. that the most? Is that the thing that you I really like to shit most? on a toilet and have my shit go somewhere that isn't in my public drinking supply. And to That's be like one of my hobbies. And, and to be doing that in a private, enclosed, yeah. like, safe space. Yes, yes. exactly. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on this. All right. So, so my, my topic is uh, medieval toilets. Oh, ah. I love that because you know what? You know, when you're like reading like fiction, like historical fiction, um, and they, they never talk about how those people went to the bathroom. You know, it always bugs. This is medieval, but it always bugged me about the little house books is I didn't know how they went to the bathroom. They never talked about it. And this is interesting to me. So, so I just kind of imagine them in like a ye old toilet. And then you, I don't know. I, they probably don't spend a lot of time talking about like dug a hole, time. popped a squat. Right. Well, I just want to know the mechanics of it. Anyway, I'm excited to learn about this. Oh, all right. Yes. Now, to be fair, the actual toilets were not like that gross. Um, mm-hmm. If you were a rich lord or something living in a castle, uh, you had something called a garderobe. Okay. So they were like little little benches over like a little hole and it just like shot out of a chute out of like the side of the castle. What? Awesome. Yeah. And like either rainwater would come wash it out or like sometimes like the wastewater from the kitchen would like shoot it out the side of the castle into like where the moat would be. Ew. Or that would suck if you were walking around and then just some some poo fault on you. Can you imagine how much raw sewage, just like fetid oh, water. Oh, well, yeah. It's so just much. around everywhere in the medieval times. But, That's sick. But it's, the, sick. but it's the bad air that makes you sick. Yeah, not all the shit. The bad air. Not That's the, the thing that gives you shit the play. I think, I think that's so funny. They're like, what could possibly be causing this? Yeah. It must be the bad air <laughs> as you walk through a puddle of raw sewage. Yeah, don't forget these, about the bad humors. These little right. poopies just like floating by in this puddle that I walk through. Like, that's oh. fine. Okay. Sorry. Right. So, but the, the garter robes were only for people who lived in castles. So it's like kings and nobility and lords and ladies. I could have coped with that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's fine. Um, now, like the regular people, now if you were a little bit more bougie, you could have like a little private latrine on your house. Okay. That like went to a cesspool, a cesspit. Okay. Used to be shit house. And, but like most common people, especially if you lived in a city and you lived in an apartment, you had a chamber pot. Or like if you were more rural and you had like land, you would have an outhouse. Okay. But uh, after the poo happens, this is where it gets sick. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, just as a side, let's let's talk about toilet paper for a second. Uh huh. Yes. They did not have that. Oh well, I so, mean that's not surprising. So I just well, dis- people in other countries don't do poo. That's yeah. true. Even now, so it's, and like, so, it's still just a little yeah. sick. Well, I mean, I would say I don't think I think it's sick from our point of view because it's what we're our, used to our Western yeah. Yeah. cultural yeah. relativism for sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, I know um, people from other cultures who. You say, like, you know, water and a cloth think that we're gross for using dry toilet paper. Right. Yeah. They think we're sick. We're so, savages. Yeah. yeah. So, that's, like, that's nasty. You got poop stains yeah. on your butt. Your mileage may vary. So, anyway. 
But that most people use like hay, grass, moss, leaves, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, Mo- moss on your butt. That feels so good. Cool moss on your butt. That's true. Yeah. I was going to say, like I a don't, nice little sponge. Not, none of this sounds really any worse than toilet paper. It's just different. so good. Although like I don't want bits like, you know. Yeah. Or little buggies. Getting all up in my taint. Yeah. Little, little buggeries <laughs> all up in my taint. Little, nope. little bubonic plague fleas. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So a um, if you're really fancy, like like the king, this is pretty sick. You had not for the king, for the person. Mm-hmm. You had a personal wiper. What? Yeah. Okay. So whose job? No, this was um they I've seen I saw two terms for this position. One is called groom of the king's stole. <laughs> and another one is master of the chamber. Master of the chamber is not like that colorful and master interesting. Of but chamber. room of the king's store is <laughs> that's one of my job. favorite phrases I've ever seen. <laughs> well, I I can't I cannot comprehend You think being, a king wipes his own ass? Well, I can't comprehend not. Like I can't I cannot understand how one could be so like on that level to that they couldn't even deign to clean up after themselves like that that's and clearly so, you're not made for royalty i'm well, I'm, no, I'm clearly, I'm clearly have, have you seen me i'm a peasant stock they don't have Leb. time for that We're but this was considered plebs. to be a very like prestigious job like only uh princes and like the child of nobility could ever be the master of the king's stool I just, I, I'm just saying this like kind of just like goes way beyond like my understanding of like how a person could be yeah i suppose like most people think if you're getting your ass wiped by somebody else, something is very, very wrong. So, you know, in this day and age, we still we still have royalty, but I'm assuming they all wipe their own asses. I don't believe that. I do not know. You don't think they all wipe the king's stole as I a don't position. believe Mariah Carey wipes her own so ass. So that's what I was going to go to next. And what about other people like, you know, someone like Mariah Carey, like that bitch Beyonce, is crazy. All those Beyonce things. wipes her ass. No, she has a bidet. Well, she, well, she got yeah. stuff done. She yeah. has a bidet. Yeah. She's, uh, she's very she's very international now. She's yeah. like, yeah. She probably doesn't actually touch her own butthole. But, uh-uh. but yeah, she gets it. She gets it clean. Okay. I'm not happy so, I said that. So then here, you know, it's pristine here's Beyonce's butthole. Here's another <laughs> angle to look at it from. How is the king's, how is the, the groom of the king's stool? Okay, so we think that's gross, but I mean, like, people get their assholes waxed by a professional now it's not the same as cleaning up shit but and it's not considered an honor to wax people's assholes it was considered an honor to okay. wipe the king's ass well i'm just trying to like i'm just i guess i'm just trying to like tease out get where to see the king at his most well, intimate yeah, so times like that he would do like a lot of confiding in the person who wiped his ass so okay. they would spend a lot of time together in the bathroom it's like, I've been, that I've sounds been, weird hey, hey uh they're hey, like uh, oh you know i'm thinking of invading <laughs> these men or what i don't know what they talk about these I, men <laughs> well i didn't mean to like you like military strategy i thought it'd be more like the king would be like saying like okay hey uh say his butt waxer hey greg hey greg um <laughs> like that was uh, a common medieval name greg i, I got some hemorrhoids back there. just be gentle, be gentle. Right, right, yeah. like, that's like, the kind of intimate information that that the butt waxer knows is like about the hemorrhoids and the anal fissures right, you know like, you know henry not really my kid <laughs> <laughs> or like um or like you know what they're you know like what what kind of who they were pooing that day, you know. Yeah. Oh, uh, King really likes corn, eh? Did they eat corn then? Do they? I don't no, think I they don't had think they, it. I no. don't think they ate corn. No, because that was all over in the Americas. Yeah, well, yeah, not yeah. the Americas. That's what the the maize that's came from. That's now. what the genocidal the, colonizers called. The maze but you know came I mean. from. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to call it? Like the Western Hemisphere? Sure. Yeah. Good enough. Yeah. Fun fact: I learned in researching toilet paper. Uh, early colonial Americans used corn cobs to wipe their butts. <laughs> 
Oh, I bet you get it real clean though. Could yeah, be like, like a good rough wipe. Yeah, yeah it's probably nice real nice. It's probably the cleanest part on their body was their butthole. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. Tell us more. Oh, okay. I'm champing uh, at the bit. Okay, so before I get to whatever happens outside the latrine, here's some more things about the garderobe. Okay. Um, they smelled so bad, despite having all the aromatic herbs and flowers on the ground in the garderobe, that uh, people would go to the garderobe and hang up uh, their clothes and their, their cloaks and their coats because the smell was so bad, they thought it kept away all the mites and the moss. That's actually where the word wardrobe comes from. It's from garderobe. Because that's where people hung clothes to keep all the bugs off. So people kept their clothes in the bathroom. Because they like thought a, the poo Like sm- a closet. <laughs> yes. Uh, because so there was like poo mothballs. Ew. Yes, exactly. Like, and, well, the moths don't like, I don't like the way this shit smells. The moths clearly don't like it either. <laughs> and, so, and so then when you go to Ikea to buy a wardrobe that comes from the... An old medieval bathroom. Okay, got oh it. Oh my god, I'm I just love put, it. I'm just putting these so pieces every, together. It's like... Okay. Etymology is fun. It Everybody's, is. Not entomology. Oh, etymology. Etymology. Well, as we learned last week, entomology is, is also fun. fun. Yeah. But, I love both etymology and entomology. But yeah, so their clothes all smelled like poo pees. Which, as we learned last week, that they also <laughs> washed their clothes with pee. So, like, mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. smelled really nice. Oh, yeah. Real Whatever. They, they like different things in. They didn't like fresh linen breeze. They liked <laughs> piss and poop. Warm vanilla sugar. That's fine. You like what you like. Hawaiian breeze. <laughs> curve for men. Yeah. Ooh, curve for men. That is such a callback. Oh my God. Junior high crushes. Curve for men. All right, go on, Junior. All right. Um, now to get rid of all this waste without a sewer system, um, as I said before, the garderobe shot the waste out of the castle into the moat which would eventually find its way to the river, uh, the same as the drinking water. Sure. Uh, fun fact, whenever the tide was low, the poop would just pile up in the outside the castle walls in the moat. Nice. Oh, until the, the river rose back up again to take yeah. all the water back out into the, uh, you know, the drinking supply again. Imagine if you stood downwind of that castle. Uh, I imagine just everything was like smelling yeah, like shit anyway. Probably. So I don't think it smelled particularly worse to be uh, downwind. So like you think... Back in well, I guess back in the neighborhood, it was desensitized to like the. the I think smell. the smell of poo was not like the worst like thing in the world. Were everywhere. Yeah. Now, if you were bougie enough to have a latrine <laughs> with a cesspit, you could hire somebody called a uh, a gong farmer, mm-hmm. who uh, to empty your cesspit, um, and they would <laughs> go in, dig out all your waste, and uh, take it to the river. Put it in the river, and then they would go bathe in the river afterwards. I'm, I'm not sure what the point of that was well, really. I to mean, go bathe in the river, you just dumped a bunch wait, of shit. Wait, so the gong farmer would bathe in the river immediately after dumping the shit in yeah, it? Yeah, because they were just oh, like they, they got all dirty from the shit. Well, they probably dumped it like downstream, and then they like went well, up. Yeah, I would hope. Which was probably just getting the shit water from the castle, yeah. right? But, or, or or from some other gong farmer who just dumped their yeah. load of shit. Okay, um, I've. I've Two things. One, not so different from a modern day septic tank, except, you know, you don't have people actually going in to dig it out. They have like, you know, hoses and stuff. But I mean, a septic tank is just a cesspool. You can can see where things were kind of starting to develop. Um, But then the other is, isn't isn't there a Homestar Runner character that's a gong farmer? (laughs) Yeah, the Poopsmith. The Poopsmith. Well, there you go. They were educated. I'm like, 
I like I like poop smith as a phrase much better than a gong farmer. Yeah, oh my god. He's a poop smith. Poop smith. Yeah. I love how Sarunar the best. Okay. Me too. Now, okay. if you were just a common person and you had a chamber pot, or a fun word I found for that was a, a thunder pot, which is what I want to start calling my toilet, my thunder pot. <laughs> what? Yes, you will. Let me, let me go. I got to go visit the old thunder pot. But um, so if you had a chamber pot or an outhouse, now it was illegal to dump your chamber pot into the streets. That doesn't mean that people okay. did not do that. Of course they did. Oh, my God. People not paying attention to the rules. Yeah. I'm shocked. I mean, so people, yeah. people would just like dump it over or pour it into the gutter. Would they, would they like throw it out the window? Yeah. Is oh. this when they said, okay. guardy loo? I was just going to say that, actually. Oh, you you, you stole my thunder. Yeah, it was a fun little uh, French phrase that uh, means watch out for the water. Guardy loo. Guardy loo. I'm so sorry. My mom. No, that's okay. That's a Maryland genism or my, maybe my grandmother. They always used to say that. Like, because I don't know. So that's common knowledge, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know. know. I didn't know. I didn't know that. It was new knowledge. to me. I, I mean, not to like do my own horn, but like. A little bit of a trivia fan here. A little bit, I know. Are we? I think we all are. Yeah. I think that's how we started. So doing I don't. This. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think that. Like, I think I don't know. We probably know a little bit more trivia than the average bear. Not like to like toot my own horn. No, it's not even saying we're smarter. We just like Mm-mm. have stu- yeah. more stupid information in our stupid brains. Any, sure. Anyone, anyone who knows me personally has has experienced my vomiting out some completely irrelevant, bizarre factoid mm-hmm. to the delight of everyone surrounding me so they're like okay now can we continue our conversation no that's not me talking to you oh, no, but whenever is... you like spout out like you know your that, rain man that facts. Was actually that's a good segue jen oh <laughs> <laughs> damn it that's being clever and i didn't even know it <laughs> oh i got more don't you worry um there were now there's all this poo in the streets and pee i'm sorry i keep saying poo don't forget about pee guys mm-hmm. there was also pee I think like like the piss smell like sticks around longer than poo smells. It's like it's like what's your yeah. cats, man? Like yeah. it smells dead ammonia, but that gets the stains out as we learned. Apparently, I'm not, piss, I'm not. I'm not about to find out. <laughs> piss is sterile, but it doesn't mean it's. But smells there were great. people whose jobs was to uh, keep the streets walkable, not necessarily clean, but walkable, and they were called a. Uh, muckrackers, which I think was is actually a journalism term. Oh yeah, muckraker. Muckraker. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I don't exactly like, remember what it is, but it's basically the word people that like dig up like shit, dirty yeah. tabloid oh, well, stuff. There you it's, go. It's an extremely apt term. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the uh, yeah. digging up the muck, digging up the muck. Now let's just say you're square and you follow the uh, shitty laws. <laughs> that would be me, by the way. Anyone who knows me also knows that I would follow the chamber pot laws. I would just mm-hmm. dump my shit in the gutter. Like I'm not. I follow um, the laws too. But before we do, let's just talk about Unless how much really waste lazy. there was. Okay, how much waste was right. there? We'll just say for an example, in medieval London, there were approximately 100,000 people okay. producing 11,000 uh, pounds of waste a day. <gasps> wow. I don't know what they were eating, but they, it's a lot. That's a lot of waste. Well, this is London, right? So yeah. they're eating mostly like, uh, like be- like meat pies and potatoes. Yeah, I like mean, that's that's. I like... guess on the other hand, that that is that's less than a pound of shit. They're yeah. shitting. Person. They're shitting maybe once a, a day. That's less than half a pound of shit a person. But that's it's, I guess with so many people in such a small place, it mm-hmm. adds up. 
Well, no, I was going to say, actually, when you look at it that way, I think that's a very um, reasonable amount. Oh, a reasonable amount. Because it's less than half a pound a day per person. True. But it's still, it's still not a small amount of Oh, no, I'm, waste. Not, I'm not denying that. All right. Okay. But there was, and since they were mostly just dumping it in the river, um, it actually narrowed the channel to the point that it was a hindrance for shipping and commerce. Oh, my. Uh, like the ship, the ships just were like, there's a, there's a dam. It's a poo dam. <laughs> Basically. It's a dam of poo poo. <laughs> so if you were being a good citizen, you would, uh, you would cart away all your waste to, uh, this little barge called a dung boat. Okay. Which I'm assuming you can tell what was done with a dung boat. That Several, would, uh, poop smiths on you board. Would, there were poop smiths on board and they would take the waste outside of the city. Um... <laughs> and uh so that's i think that's like kind of the beginning to the end of the poo smell so i just or tail Mm. so uh just because i need to find out who saved us in 1596 john harrington uh a poet uh invented a flushing toilet for queen elizabeth the first oh amazing in 1596 wow is the one way earlier than I would have Because someone asked me last week if they had um, indoor plumbing during Jane Austen times. Mm-hmm. And I think I made something up that was probably a lie. Yeah. So, yeah, so I don't know how long until it was like, like with the populace. Right. But, but it existed. Uh, 1596, the wow. first flushing toy was invented for Queen Elizabeth I. Oh. John for, Harrington. Is that why they call it the John? That is why they call it the John. Ooh. It I really was that. After that John. was way back. 1596. That's an old nickname. Yeah. Tense. And that's the same thing as with the crapper, I think. Like Yeah, the the ball cock was invented by uh I don't know, someone first name crapper. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, so that's where like calling... That's actually what made the flushing noise not quite so loud. It controlled the uh yeah. the volume of water. Yeah. So that's where the word crap comes from because mm-hmm. sometimes uh-huh. crap. I'm going to the crapper. Yeah. And then it'll become like I it's a good crap. crap. As, as, <laughs> like, crap. as language does. I love saying, like, crap is a funny. It's, like, not necessarily a swear, but it's, it's like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah. Like, it sounds cute. I mean, I say, I, so I actually, I steal phrasing from you all the time. Because you, you? you say the best things. I say crap dogs at work all the time. I love saying crap dogs. I and stole then that my from. Co- and then my coworkers are like, what the fuck? <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I love a funny turn of phrase, and often the Virgo upstairs makes makes up funny turns of phrases that he thinks that I will find funny, and that's like his best talent in a lot of ways. Because I just like it is very funny. So yeah, crap dogs. Um. So is that it, JB? Is that the end of story? That's about what I got to say about toilets. I enjoyed the finale. Oh my gosh. So many. That was a good finale because I feel like we start. I feel like we started with like the worst, yeah, yeah. and like went to the least worst. Yeah, yeah. It was all bad, but we ended with indoor plumbing. So we kind of brought them. Maybe we managed to bring the mood Thank up. The, <laughs> <laughs> Thank the dark lord for indoor plumbing. Thank the dark lord. Um. All right. So does anybody have like to wrap it up? Right. We should probably wrap it up. Yeah. We've because we're over time. Yeah. So we're very sorry. Um. For how long this episode has been. I have. Uh. One thing that's like that's sick in a good way. Oh yeah, you know to kind of end it on a high note. Yeah, let's make this good. uh, So that's in a good way. I was digging in my garden the other day, and um, all these like worms and stuff were coming out. And like the little neighbor girl came along, like two of them, and they're like fascinated with the worms. 
And they're just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And they want to, like, hold the worms. And they just collected, like, a handful of worms. I love that. And, like, I kept thinking, I was like, they were so cute and so little. And I was like, when I was your age, I probably wouldn't have done that. I would have been, like, scared to death. I would have been, like, such, like, a little pussy child. But they're like, yeah, we love these gross worms. Like, they're like, look at this little one. Look at this big one. It's a baby one. Oh, my God. So that was, like, it was gross because it was, like, a handful of, like, wriggly earthworms. That she was this little girl was holding, but it was really cute too. I love that. Yeah, so it was like rad. It that was sick in a good way. It's pretty rad. That is heartwarming. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm glad that girls are getting more like badass and like, because yeah, I feel like when I was a kid, like girls were more like, you know, oh, you're not supposed to touch bugs. Right. Or like you were ridiculed if you didn't right. adhere to that. So when I, I went through, I went through like very tomboy phase when I was probably like, I don't know. I want to say like between like five and seven. I was very like I, I hung out with all boys. I was I played. I was interested with like earth, earthworms. I'd play in the dirt and dig them up. And I, I probably would have done what that little kid did. But then like I think once I got old enough to feel like othered, you know, by the kids like noting that I wasn't behaving yeah. according to my gender roles. I, you know, did what all kids did. Mm-hmm. Well, not all kids. I conformed. Not all kids conform. Those are cool kids. But anyway, yeah, good for good for them. Yeah, worms are worms are good. They do good stuff. Worms are good. They make dirt. They make yeah. What is it? What is that Aquabat song? Oh, I don't know. No. Oh, I think it's an Aquabat song. It's called like Worms. Worms make dirt. They do. Yeah, when they when they eat, they they poop out they very poop out nutritious dirt. dirt. Yeah. Well, I, anytime you know, dirt dirt is just worm poo. Yeah. Uh, such nutritious dirt. Yeah, I, I hope to I have to buy some of that uh the dirt in the bag with all the nutrients. Oh yeah, that fancy store bought dirt. It's better than Moses lack. He's like I'm not uh, I'm not I like store bought dirt. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm, at least I'm better than dirt. I'm not not that store bought dirt with all the nutrients. <laughs> That's fancy dirt. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, I gotta get a couple bags of the fancy dirt. But yeah, I'm excited about my garden. I'm excited about the little girl that likes to play worms. Yeah. Okay. So uh, thank you for joining us uh, for ep- our third episode, which w- once again, I cannot believe. I cannot believe. We're doing it, bros. We're really doing it. So I far. don't care if nobody's listening. To, to be fair, we have not launched this yet. Um, I am an extremely anxious person. And so I'm forcing us to record a lot of episodes before we launch. Um, hence, like really anachronistic references to Game of Thrones premieres. Yeah, last and week some, and some such. So um, it may already be over. Yeah, by the time you hear this, we, you know, it, I mean, it could be twenty twenty five, and you know, we yeah. have Blizzard for president. Who knows? It's our first podcast. We're not putting it out until we're ready. That's right. We have to work out the kinks, mm-hmm. as I, as you can tell. Yeah. Mm. Um. Anyway, so. If you are listening to us, um, please subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you found us because uh, we don't know where we put this yet. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at That Sick Pod and Instagram at That Sick Podcast. You can visit our website at thatsickpodcast.com or you can shoot us an email at that's.sick.podcast at gmail.com. So awkward, Justine. So awkward. That was my fault. Sorry. Yeah. That's going to be just whatever. It'll, yeah. be an, it'll be a continuing joke. But yeah, okay. Well, so until next week, don't breathe any of that bad air because that's sick. sick.